Oh my gosh. So the availability of videos of people cutting soap into tiny bits <laughs> is insane. <laughs> um, I appreciate I appreciate their commitment to soap and making tiny right. cubes of soap. Yes. Um, it it kind of drives me insane because I'm like, there's no reason this should be satisfying my brain as much as it is. Uh, well, for me, like, so I like to just kind of hear people talk mm-hmm. and like, but sometimes I guess people think like what you actually want to hear is whisper. Like I, I realize that some triggers are like whispering and like, I guess they just call them mouth sounds. So somebody will just kind of sit in front of a microphone going, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 and, and so you'll be like looking at different, like you'll just be, because let's face it, you start out in YouTube and you're just kind of scrolling. Like one day I was literally, I was just kind of laying in bed and I was, I started out looking at, um, I think it was like historical documentary type things. And I wound up looking at this. uh, It was actually an instructional video that had been made for medical students. It was like how to do like a cranial nerve exam, but it was also under like accidental ASMR. And Jeff came in and I just sort of looked up at him. I was like, I don't know how I got here. Uh (laughs) You can just sort of wander around (laughs) YouTube. (laughs) Just really harrowed. You're like, I don't know how I got here. (laughs) I don't know what happened. It's been three hours. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I understand. I end up on some strange places in YouTube, and mm-hmm. but there's just so many places that are like I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, how, how did I get here? Exactly, exactly. It's as bad as I saw on Facebook the other day. Um, there's like a I guess it's for the Oculus Rift. I don't know uh-huh. what sort of, but it's virtual reality, right? And it's a cat and. It teaches you about the anatomy of the cat, but like you reach your hand out to pet the cat and you go through it and like in three dimensions and it shows you like organs and bones and I'm like, this is, this is horrifying basically. (laughs) Like I would never be interested in this because it's poking this cat's bladder. Yeah. Why, why is my hand going through this cat in three dimensions? So things I stumble across on Facebook. So, Miss Undyne, uh, when you first meet her in the game, she's this creeping presence. Yeah, it's kind of following you. She doesn't really leave you alone. Actually, I didn't know she was a she for quite a long time until she reveals her face for the first time. I was like, who is this gigantic hulking knight running at me? Dun, dun, dun. Yes, it's very ominous. Very, It's, it's one of the creepier aspects of the game at first mm-hmm. because it gives you that, uh, when you're kind of running away from her, it's this very urgent, like, I need to get away from this thing. Yeah, but and the music just sort of builds in intensity and you're like, yes, oh my goodness. Like wandering through the grass and you're like, like it makes that little grass noise like, I know. And then, and then Undyne's like, murr, 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 murr. I'm sorry, I'm making hand motions, which absolutely do not translate on it's podcast. Fine. <laughs> but like, you know, her head's kind of like craning around, and mm-hmm. you're like, don't see me. Like, I was, I was playing, and I made the little like, and her head turns, and I, like I was literally sitting there holding my breath, like. Mm-hmm. And my mom's sitting here, like stressing out, sweating. Exactly. Like, Why? What do you want from me? Don't see me. <laughs> like, um, don't kill me, please. I'm short. Mm-hmm. She does eventually start, like, attempting to run you through with a spear, which yeah. doesn't help. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm. But once you, once she does take off the mask, once you do 
uh, get a little the first the first reveal of Undyne's face. Mm-hmm. I kind of like knew, like I knew that there was much more to this character than mm-hmm. she wants me dead, and that's it. There's no more to it. End of character. Yes. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs> uh, we'll see you later. Um, so there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack with Undyne, and I think the more, the longer you play the game, the more of it you get. Mm-hmm. And I think if you bother to hang out and kind of wait and like, don't just write the character off immediately mm-hmm. as this really rough, really because she's kind of mean. Like yeah. let's be honest, she comes across as kind of mean. But there's reasons for that. But at first you're like, oh, this person's mean. Mm-hmm. So. But I mean, I don't know. Even so, she like she is definitely mean. I will admit, when I first saw her, I was like, oh, I hate her guts because the first time that I mean, I, I think you kind of see her a little bit before this, but the first time you see like a lot of her, I remember it's like you're seeing your friend uh, Papyrus, who by the way I was in love with. I'm like he's so adorable. Yep. And then you see like her and Papyrus meeting in like a shadowy place, and Papyrus is like, well, you know, I mean, the humans maybe not too bad. I don't remember exactly what he said, but. He's, you know, talking about the human, like, you know, the human is really kind of okay, but oh, oh, you want me to, because you can't hear Undyne's side of the conversation. It's like, oh, so you want me to, well, I mean, maybe. And so he's like, and he, she's just so thoroughly intimidated, Pappy. And I'm like, but Pappy's adorable. You hurt my friend Pappy. I hate you. <laughs> that is very true. And Papyrus wants so very much to join the Royal Guard. All right. And oh. also, if I remember correctly, he kind of has a crush on Undyne. Yeah, he so. thinks she's amazing. Yep, so that doesn't help things a lot. And um, she's maybe kind of helping him. Like, I've, I'd, I feel like when he talked about it some, it's like, maybe she was giving him lessons, but I don't know hmm. if that was really real or just kind of in his head. Right. Is that why you're in the house making spaghetti? Is I... it because of him? She's like training him i don't quite remember i'm sorry i do not recall either <laughs> to be perfectly honest it is one of my favorite scenes in the game though when you're in her house and she just starts like teaching you how to cook spaghetti but also Bang, trashing spaghetti. the place <laughs> and things end up on fire and spilled and it's just awful and you're like why you're gonna have to clean this up but she doesn't really seem to care <laughs> nope because she got stuff done she mm-hmm. accomplished it what i like when you're fighting her and it and it says like well, you're not, pardon me, you're not actually fighting her because, well, I didn't because pacifist or whatever, but you know how it gives you the little bits of tests of text, like Undyne frowns at you or whatever. It's like Undyne suplexes a rock just because she can. And I was like, yep. yeah, it's Undyne in a nutshell. Yep. Basically. <laughs> like uh, it literally says that. And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yep. She suplexes a rock. I mean, I wish I could suplex a rock. Right. That's Dude. actually uh, one of my favorite aspects of Undyne's character is her grit. Mm-hmm. And that it, it she just has this unbelievable force behind her. Yeah. Like, she gets things done. Mm-hmm. When she gets in, in her head that she wants to do a thing, she does it. Yeah. And it gets done. And that is really... It's something I really respect about her character because it's not always the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy to have grit. 
yeah. when life seems to be against you at every turn and you would kind of just like to throw your hands up and like go lie in your bed with a blanket over your head forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's easier to do that than it is to get up and say, you know what? No, not today. I'm making things happen. Stuff is happening one yes. way or another. Even if I destroy my kitchen, exactly, there will be spaghetti. Yes, I'm doing the thing. The thing. So Undyne's Grit is one of my favorite things about her. It's one of the mm-hmm. things that I realized a little bit later it kind of like as I played and got to know her character a little bit more I realized mm-hmm. like she's probably mean because she feels she has to be right and I think that really resonates with a lot of a lot of us yeah. nowadays it's like I'm tough because I had to be at mm-hmm. some point or I'm I'm my heart is hardened because it had to be at some yeah. point people so. weren't listening to me when I was nice ergo yep. I will be mean and things will happen yep so I think that it it really hits home a little bit, and it's it's important. Yeah, I feel like through that, um, like so the part where you're actually fighting Undyne, or rather, like she's attacking you. I felt like she was actually, uh, like she had a good amount of honor. Like so, you know how when you're fight, like each monster that you fight or that attacks you does something different. And so there's like the dummy who just has all these random things spraying at you or, <laughs> or, you know, Mold's Mall who just kind of sits there and blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> but like Undyne. So you're there and, you know, you've got your little heart in the middle of the thing and she has given you a shield. Like you have a shield. Yes. And you just have to kind of rotate it around. And um, I, I found that particular fight to be like it was easier for me to get a hold of i don't know if it was just because that's the way it was constructed but i felt like she she had honor she wasn't just gonna like flatten you like you are here and i'm going to kill you because i have to because i need your soul because i'm going to get all these monsters out of here because it sucks down here and i just that's not not acceptable (laughs) but i mean and she's even like you know what you could just give up now and i'll kill you really fast yeah right right She's like, but if you're going to fight, I'm not going to just stab you in the back. Right. If you're going to fight, we're going to do it right. Right. And that was something that I appreciated. I mean, like you said, like she was mean and rough, but like she had, I I suppose it's like by her lights, like she had a a code of honor and she was not going to, not going to break that, Mm -hmm. which I I found kind of not endearing exactly because I still didn't really like her (laughs) at that point, but I, it, it spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot about her that resonates with all of us. Resonates, like, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Maybe like maybe it's not exactly the same cuz we're not all dressed up in full plate, you know, mm-hmm. as captains of the royal guard, but with that awesome plumage. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but we all have had situations in which we've had to be tough. We've had to save face. And also sometimes where we've had to struggle for honor, I think. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's like it's easier to be petty about a situation. It's yeah. easier to take the low blow at somebody, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not again, it's not as easy to be honorable and to do the right thing in a situation so that yeah. both people walk away okay. Leading to that final confrontation with Undyne is one of my other things, other favorite things about her, I mean, has to be her sense of determination. Mm-hmm. And I mean that on several levels. I mean that in her determination as related to her grit. Mm-hmm. Like, she gets things done. This is happening. Yeah. I am doing the thing. <laughs> but at the same time, I also mean that in terms of game mechanics. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, we know it's common knowledge that monsters don't really have souls of their own. Right. 
but you smack Undyne down several times, mm-hmm. and she doesn't immediately just fade away. Yeah. Like, her sheer will, her sheer determination almost emulates a soul. Mm-hmm. Hence, Undyne the Undying. Ta-da. Which is one of my favorite things about her. That is pretty great. Um, but she just has this... She has so much willpower. She has so much of a sheer strength of character mm-hmm. that she's able to s- not survive, but persist after what would otherwise be a killing blow and send her fading away into nothingness. Mm-hmm. Go Undyne. <laughs> yes, definitely go Undyne. Something that, like, it wasn't exactly undyne but i something that i found kind of fun was your and her like undyne's interaction with like the little kid monster who just kind of follows you around oh my gosh yes and the kid monster like kind of desperately wants to be undyne and also has not grasped that you are not another kid monster and so he's like he's he's following you guys around he's like oh man and so that time you know we were just talking about when you're standing in the grass and undyne's like stabbing with the spear and um, Undyne kind of comes up with the little kid monster and it's like, ah, oh, well, I guess it was just you and kind of goes away. And the kid monster's like, man, you were so close. So you almost got to meet her. And you're just over here like, <laughs> like hyperventilating. <laughs> kid monster has not gotten. I'm not sure if kid monster has a name. Yeah, no, I, no. I literally just called him monster kid. Yeah. The yeah. duration of the game. Exactly. But, but, <laughs> but he was pretty, pretty fun. And uh, it was kind of a neat thing. Like, so he really wants to be. Undyne, like he thinks Undyne is really cool. And that whole determination thing, I felt kind of rubbed off on him because like pretty much every time he leaves you, like he'll start trotting away and then like face plant. <laughs> and then just kind of gets up and grins and carries on. Just yep. da, 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 da. <laughs> He is one of my favorites again. Mm-hmm. Like he, and for that exact reason, he's starting to walk away face plants, but it literally never stops him. Right. So like, whatever. Yeah. You know, you're going to see him again. Mm-hmm. So he just keeps coming back. Yeah. He has quite a bit of determination as well. Yay, determination. (laughs) Yes. So I just thought that was like a fun little thing. I also thought it was funny. Like, so the first time you really kind of get in a contest with Undyne and you're like on the bridge and, you know, she's on the bridge below you. Mm. There's like spears coming up. Yep. And you're trying to avoid them, trying to avoid them. And like you finally get through it and it's a dead end. (laughs) Yes. And I don't know why that struck me as so funny. But it just did. I was like, oh, of course it's a dead end. What? <laughs> yes. The, the noise that those spears make, too, mm-hmm. is like burned into my mind. Right? You can oh. taste like... Yes. Oh, my gosh. The music and the spears and the just... Oh, my goodness. And I love Undyne's theme. Yeah. I love the music that plays when you fight her. Mm-hmm. I have found so many remixes on YouTube of this theme. Nice. I have found a symphonic rock episode. I have found an orchestrated or remix, not episode. I mean, I found an orchestrated remix. I just that's awesome. People love this song, and I love to hear their take on this song. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And it, like you said, it does get burned into your head because, I mean, I certainly didn't get past it on the first try or even like the 20th try. I'm still here like, like punching buttons and you just hear Undyne's like determined theme. Yes. Really? Yes. I know we keep coming back to determination, but she really is like going to get this ish done. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's pretty much the strongest aspect of her character. Mm-hmm. She is nothing if not persistent. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that uh, empowering, inspiring quote, nevertheless, she persisted. 
Yeah. It's like just a little phrase that I see on bumper stickers uh-huh. and face. That's actually my Facebook cover photo. Yeah. Um, but it just makes me think of Undyne mm-hmm. because she does keep coming back again and again and again. Yes. And we love her for it. Uh, and hate her simultaneously. Well, yes. no longer do we hate her. But at the beginning, I I totally did. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you, you have died again. Ben, like I just named my character Ben. Ben, stay determined. And I'm like, fine. It's, you know, you get to the point where you just want to get back to like the the actual fight parts. So you're just like hitting enter. I know. Much faster than enter is ever going to work. Yes. <sighs> it gets to the point where you're just so over it. You're like, where is the fast forward button? Right. Why can I not just teleport to where I need to be? Right. Um, I actually appreciated that about Undyne's thing, like her section or whatever. They had the last little save portal, like right before you kind of walk into her, uh, like, it's not a cave. It's a, mm, a coliseum or yeah, something. Like her, that. her battleground. Yeah. And so you literally just have to kind of walk a couple of steps. And then you do have to, like, she gives you the whole speech again. But you're like, but I appreciated not having to go, like, around a corner and through a thing and pause. And I know. I feel like I had to do that with the dummy. The first time I actually fought Undyne, I forgot to save at that save point. And I thought I was good. And I'm like, I know I'm going to die again because, like you said, I didn't beat her the first time or the right. fifth or the 20th time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I forgot to save at that save point. Oh, and no. it happened actually several times in a row. Oh, no. Because I would get so caught up on hitting enter as fast as possible and getting through everything that I forgot to save. And I would die as I am wont to do. And I found, I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to respawn at the mouth of this cave or whatever it is. And I didn't. Nope. As and a matter of fact. I just remember the crushing defeat of here we are again. Oh. Yes, it was bad. Um, but I did eventually beat her. And I think the segment, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the segment with the shield was actually the hardest part for me. Uh-huh. Because it's fast. It's fast paced. It's, you know, these little arrows come flying at you. Right. Some of them are different colors. You oh, don't and they what do they a mean. different thing. Like the yellow one, it, it comes towards you one way, but because it's yellow, it's backwards. So it'll like skip over yes. you and co- actually come at you from the other direction. That one got me so many times. I'm like, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're just sitting there and you're like, I know you're going to do a thing. But I'm too stressed out to remember what it is right now. So I'm just going to end up like frantically rotating the controller. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Until something happens. Until I catch all of these arrows. Right. So. (laughs) Golly. Yes. Very stressful fight. Mm -hmm. One of the more stressful fights in the game, if I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was a toss up for me. The hardest. It was a toss up between Undyne and, oh my goodness, Muffet. Muffet. Yes. Mm. yes oh yeah oh yeah i got stuck there i'm like i'm never getting past this pet what the hell <laughs> with the it looks like a giant actually it looks like joltik the pokemon joltik oh i don't know i'm not quite oh, okay. as versed in pokemon i'm sorry that's what it reminds me of it's just this like tiny bug face and you're like oh wait it's taking up the entire screen fantastic <laughs> it's like it's a tiny bug face oh wait no no my heart is the little tiny red thing so yep. that would mean this bug face is the size of everest yeah <laughs> but uh with undying it's only tiny arrows mm-hmm. that will mess you up just as much as a giant bug face <laughs> it's true yep yep but so. somehow in a more dignified manner i mean disappearing down the maw of a giant bug seems just like less less cool than dying, you know, heroically on the field of battle. 
pierced by an arrow. That's true. Pierced by an arrow or a giant spear or whatever she's throwing at you at the time. Right. Golly. (laughs) I think I would rather die that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least that way, you know, if they write songs about you, it's not just like, and they disappeared down the mall. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You have more opportunity for an excellent... um, like soliloquy or whatever, you know, that moment on the battlefield when, or, you know, they always have that moment in the movies. Like the mentor is like, you know, beat all to heck and there's no way they're getting out of this. And the, and you know, the, the student or whatever clutches them to their chest. No, you can't die. <laughs> and the mentor is able to get out one last nugget of wisdom. You get no nuggets of wisdom if you're being chewed by a spider. That's, <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Um, I feel like you walk away with a little nugget of wisdom with Undyne. Like, not too sure what I would say it is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I definitely feel like I didn't view the game quite the same Yeah. after I beat her. And I can't really pinpoint it. I can't really put my finger on it. But I think that her death mm-hmm. or, defeat. you know, yeah, defeat is kind of a turning point. Like, I definitely remember my feelings changing a little bit mm-hmm. because here was this, here was this, it was almost like a nuisance for me. Right. Like this, this giant hulking suit of armors chasing you through one of the zones in the game mm-hmm. and you're really irritated by it and you're frustrated by it and you're like, oh my goodness, please just leave me alone. Right. Please stop chasing me. Stop throwing spears at me. Calm down. Yes. <laughs> Relax. Like, I know you want me dead, but no. Just negatory. Just, yeah, just stop. And then you finally get to learn a little bit about her. Like, you're in her home. She's not wearing her armor. You fight her on the battlefield. And she's kind of, like, monologuing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you really learn a little bit more about her. And you're like, now I kind of feel bad for being annoyed. Yeah. And I think one one of the moments that kind of got me the most, I feel like there's a better word for that, but... Uh, was most impactful, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like, so you know, you've been fighting her, you've been in her battleground, you've been doing the shield, and then like, you know, you manage to get out, and you, you, you know, you run down the little path a, a bit, and she catches you. Like, that's kind of in the battleground part. Like, she catches you, and you battle some more, and you, you kind of get through there, you flee, and she catches you again, you battle some more, and then you finally get to the area. You know, you welcome to Hotland or whatever it's called. Yeah, I think I keep wanting right. to call it Hotlanta, and I know that's Hotlanta. Not right. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! That incorrect. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so you get to the very, very hot part and, you know, she collapses because of the heat of her armor. And if you give her the drink, she just kind of looks at you and turns and walks away. And that was the moment I was most like, what? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. I, of course, gave her the water. Mm -hmm. I would not have let her dry up in Hotland. Yeah. (laughs) But you give her the water. She stands and she just looks, she just stands and just stands there and looks at you and looks at you. And then she turns and walks away. And I'm like, uh, and that, that really made an impact on me because here's this rough kind of, I guess, messy, like hero, very determined hero who she is going to get this, but she has this sense. She's going to get this done, going to get this soul. It's going to be taken care of, but she has a sense of honor and it's like this, you know, thing that's been a nuisance for her. Like, you know, human, I will have your soul has just given her water and she has not died and dried up to a crisp in Hotland. Mm-hmm. And like, how does she handle that? Like, cause you got this conflict between what she wants to get done and the things that she makes happen. And then like her sense of honor, I suppose. I don't feel I'm putting this very well, but it just, it really made an impact on me. Mm-hmm. 
And I would agree. I think it. you can see the conflict in the fact that she does walk away. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know what I want. I know that I want this human soul. I know what I have to do. But now I don't know how I feel. Right. It's like duty versus emotions or like honor versus feelings. Mm -hmm. It's like now maybe Papyrus was right. Yeah. Maybe you're not so bad. Maybe, you know, humans do actually do good things Mm -hmm. and are not just used for means to an end. In spite of the fact that you're wearing an ugly striped bandage. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey, everybody. This is Kate Chudley, the host of Stay Determined and Undertale podcast. This particular episode is sponsored by our friends at Freshwater Games. And Freshwater Games is offering our listeners 30% off their new game, Sector. It's an abstract strategy game for about two to six players with a goal of scoring points by building shapes from colors on the board. Plan your moves accordingly to keep your options open. Your next move will always be on the tip of your tongue. Can you manage to keep it a secret? Listeners get 30% off this game with the coupon code SECTOR. That's S-E-C-T-R-E. And if you want more info on this game, go to freshwatergamecode.com backslash SECTOR. Once again, S-E-C-T-R-E. And if you want more news on this game and any of their upcoming games in the future, you can find Freshwater Games on Facebook and Instagram at Freshwater Game Co. And if you'd like to find them on Twitter find them at freshwater game thanks again for listening this is kate chudley and as always stay determined one of the uh things that was really driven home for me this is kind of a silly thing uh, when you give her the water, mm-hmm. she's she's down on the ground in Hotland and her armor, she's basically baking in her armor. Oh. Uh, it really drove home the fact for me that she is a fish person mm-hmm. <laughs> and she needs that water. And that water. didn't... Huh? Water. Exactly. That's kind of what's happening. And uh, because when she first reveals her face, it's kind of obvious, but at the same time, it's not mm-hmm. as... A lot of things in Undertale are not obvious at first glance. Mm-hmm. Um, and her house is shaped like a fish, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm not remembering correctly. I but feel it's... like yeah, it looks sort of swamp monster Like, you know, mm. the old school 30s movie like thing from the Black Lagoon. Oh, my I, gosh. I could be making that up, but I feel like that's kind of what her house looks like. Yeah, I, I just remember it had a like an odd shape to it. Right. But, I mean, I didn't really think that had a lot of meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And then I figured it out. I was like, oh, right. That's actually a thing. (laughs) Uh, Just, you know, silly, Mm -hmm. silly little thing that hit home when you hand her that glass of water. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Rehydration. Yes. Important. Yeah. And I do like the, like you said, I like all the details kind of in Undertale. Because it's like, you can kind of play through it once, but you almost do have to sort of go back and play through it again. Because you've missed something. Inevitably, you've missed some sort of thing that adds to your experience. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Like the fish face, like you said. I notice something new every single time I start up the game. Mm -hmm. I've only beaten it once. I have have started several Uh playthroughs. But every single time I start it back up, there's some different detail 
or some little connection that I didn't make the last time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always discovering new things about the game, despite the fact that it's, what, three years old now? Yeah. Going on four years old. One of my other favorite things about Undyne, one thing that kind of surrounds her is her relationship to Alphys mm-hmm. and the way they kind of interact with each other mm-hmm. and how it's not immediately noticeable what's going on Mm -hmm. but the more you play and the more you watch these two characters you're like oh wait a minute i see what's going on here one moment Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) i thought alfie's was adorable like because especially i I think she's a little more adorable because you just come off of undying like you know this harsh sandpapery kind of character (laughs) and then alfie's is this like adorable like insecure little sweetie pie <laughs> like look i could totally help you oh uh, you want to be friends maybe <gasps> you want to really want to be fr- i could like i absolutely could not i mean in my like just myself i don't think i could have done the genocide run anyway but then having gotten sort of i guess papyrus i think papyrus was the first one where it really hit me papyrus's um reaction to you wanting to be his friend like his little his little bone cheekbones go all pink and he's like really Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Alfie's is kind of like that too and it's like you can't you can't crush that it's like do you want to maybe like hang out it's like yeah man and then she's so happy <laughs> I know I know I just yeah the genocide run would have been really really hard for me mm. if not impossible because I mean it's easy to level up it's easy to gain experience and get stronger and get better weapons in mm-hmm. the game. That's easy. Right. I've played several RPGs before. Yeah. It's easy to grind out levels, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's not so easy to dispatch characters that you've really, really grown to appreciate and grown to love. Right. And that is every single character in Undertale mm-hmm. that I've come across, whether it's Undyne, whether it's Alphys, whether it's Papyrus. They right. all have... They all have aspects of themselves that resonate with me mm-hmm. as player one. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of people who have sat in the seat, the player one seat, and picked up the controller to run through Undertale have found things in these characters that hit home. Yeah. So for me, it's Undyne's grit and her determination, as I said earlier. And it's about no matter what is beating you down, uh, getting back up and coming at the world with everything you've got. Mm-hmm. because I, <laughs> I've i been through some things in life, you know, bad mm-hmm. relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And it takes a lot to realize that. It takes a lot of strength of character. It takes a lot of bad days to stand back up yeah. and realize, like, no, I'm going to give it everything. I'm going to come at the world with everything, and I'm going to get it done. I'm going to handle it. Yeah. It's a, it's a really <coughs> tough thing thing to do like you said because it's like you inevitably everyone reaches that point in in something in their life and it may be something that from the outside looks small but it's like it's been wearing on you and it's been like really getting after you and it's like you have (coughs) pardon me you have that moment like where you have to decide it's like are you gonna you're gonna get up and you're gonna do this again like and the fact that undyne you know does that and gets it done it's pretty cool it is. It's pretty cool. And it's something to be admired, I think. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a character to want to be like, at least for me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I had my opinion of her. Like you said, uh, you didn't really enjoy her too much at first. Um, she I made think Pappy she's... sad. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I know. 
I think she's kind of hard to appreciate at first. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind of see past her rough edges. Yeah. But then when you do and you realize, you know, what her character is really about, uh, you sit there and you're like, oh, I kind of want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of want that to be me. Yeah. So it's, it's that hard moment, I think, that, you know, it's the moment that really defines a person. Like, you know, in, in any story you've ever read or like for for me i tend to go back to the lord of the rings it's one of my favorites all the time and um there's a a moment where like sam and frodo are talking and frodo's basically like you know he's given up he's like i i have no idea like sam why are we doing this and sam's like well you know you realize like in every story that you've ever read the reason that it mattered was because basically they did what undyne does they they got up and they did it again like Mm -hmm. (laughs) they went after it Mm mm-hmm it's like that quote. I have lots of quotes. Yay, quotes. I have lots of uh, really cliche kind of Hallmark card-ish quotes. No, I love quotes. <laughs> quotes are awesome. They are. I love them. They're a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that's coming to mind here is, I don't remember where it comes from, but it's fall down seven times, stand up eight. Uh-huh. It's kind of perfect for Undyne. Yeah. It's kind of perfect for what her character is trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to get knocked down however many times I'm going to get knocked down, but I'm always going to stand back up. Yeah. And I love it. I I really, I take that to heart, especially now, because mm-hmm. um, I feel <laughs> at 28, I feel like I'm getting too old for games. I'm getting too no. old for... Bite your tongue. No, not games. I mean, like, head games. Like oh, yeah. Like, the bad kind of games. Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> uh, the good kind of games I will never get too old for. Yeah. They will have to bury me with some of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting too old for negative headspace. I'm getting too old mm-hmm. to real... I'm, I'm getting too old not to realize how short life is. Yeah. And how how little time I have to not stand back up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to get back up and I'm not going to wallow forever. Yeah. At, at a certain point, I think you start to realize what's really important to you and you get less willing to deal with um, not having that, which doesn't, that doesn't sound quite right. But like, um, like you said, you don't have time for negativity. Like I don't have time to be, flustered all the time like I I really hate feeling like jammed up and uh that's not really the right right word for it but like I guess stressed it's like Mm. it's very important to me to be able to have a space where I can like like, you know I can go home and I know it's gonna be okay like I can sit down I can pet my dog I can talk to Jeff and like feel happy I mean man I feel like I'm really not displaying (laughs) putting this out there very well but it's you start to realize what's important to you and it's important enough to you that you're just not going to put up with not having it yes yes you're not willing to put up with the extra crap Mm -hmm. basically yeah (laughs) that's the best way i can say it and it's like you know i i really respect that i respect the need for a space where you can come back to and just be you Mm -hmm. and to just let everything else fall away it's like i'm not flustered i'm not pressed for anything Mm -hmm. nobody requires anything of me yeah i can just exist in my space yeah, peace is addictive. <laughs> it is. There's a lot to be said for peace and tranquility. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of helps you. I feel like when you have that, it helps you accomplish your goal of determination. Mm-hmm. It helps you accomplish you. It helps you find your grit yeah. and kind of find your footing again. Because mm-hmm. if you go out and have a really awful day, 
you lose your footing. You kind of forget that, you know, you forget that you can stand back up, but you go back to that space and kind of recenter yourself. It's very grounding and it kind of helps you achieve the other things that you're working towards in your life. Yeah. So it is very important. Sometimes you need to make a mess of spaghetti in your kitchen. Yes. To get out and go yes. go grab that next human soul. <laughs> Sometimes you just absolutely need to set the kitchen on fire. Right. And break the table and smash the noodles and throw them everywhere. To fail so hard at cooking that you accidentally create lava. Yes. That's the dream. Accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. I want to take a cooking lesson with Undyne. Yeah. <laughs> you go in there. I can just see you. You'd have to go in like hockey style though. Like you got like the, the pads and the helmet and like a stick to like deflect flying spaghetti. It's like, okay, I'm ready. Let's, let's learn how yep. to cook. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> That's the best. I would do it. I would pay money for that. That would be pretty awesome. It reminds me of those. Um, they're popular right now and I don't really know where you can find them. But they're called Rage Rooms. Ah, I've heard of this. I saw it first on Groupon. Like, I'd never heard of it. And I was on Groupon looking for something else. And it's like, Rage Room. Yes. (laughs) And you can go in there and just destroy stuff. Like, don't they give you a a bat or an axe or something? You go in there, like, crush glass. And you have all this padding on. And Yes. I think you actually get your pick. I think you can, like, choose your weapon. Choose your (laughs) weapon. That makes it even better. Yes. I think think that's what they, they give you the option. And then you can just go in there and absolutely raise hell. Yeah. And it's so cathartic. It's so stress relieving. Mm-hmm. And I want to try it so badly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's what came to mind with Undyne trashing her kitchen. It's, yeah. like, it's just a personal rage room. It's fine. It's like, whatever. We're monsters. We have magic. We'll just like wave a hand. And it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be cleaned up. It's also like that scene from Office Space where they destroy the copy machine. <laughs> Have you seen Office Space? I don't. I don't think so. Oh. Like I, so I get confused. I know there's like a TV sh- series, which I think is The Office, right? And then Office Space yeah. is a movie. Office Space is a movie. It's an older movie now. Right. It's kind of starting to show its age. But long story short, uh, they hate their job. Right. And when they finally leave their job, they take this copy machine, which has been showing them, giving them so much misery over the years. Yeah. And they take it out to a field, and they all just take bats to it. Oh, I think I have seen this because I feel like I have seen the movie Office Space. I, I feel like I remember this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like chunks of it flying everywhere. <laughs> it's like take that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so again, very similar to Undyne and how she treats her kitchen. Yes. How she treats a lot of things actually. Suplexes a rock because she can. Because she can. <laughs> <laughs> I if I had if I had the ability to suplex a rock, I feel like I wouldn't have many other problems in life. <laughs> Because let's face it, who who really wants to face you down if you can suplex a rock? Exactly. Like that would be your chief negotiation tactic. And ooh, I bet you would be like a super awesome business deal negotiator. Like all you got to do is just like walk in or strut into the conference room with your rock, suplex rock, and be like, "What you want to do?" Yeah. Or like on a job, take it to a job interview, <laughs> suplex a rock, hire me, <laughs> done. Yeah, or they're like, what are your skills? I just, you pull a rock yes. up, bam! They're like, all right. Job we'll acquired, level up. <laughs> I love it. I do too. I would get a lot of enjoyment out of that, I think. Achievement unlocked. Yes. Rock suplexed. Rock suplexed. 
It's like, well, we actually needed somebody to file stuff, but how can we turn down a girl who can suplex a rock? You don't. Nope. <laughs> just, that's the answer. You don't turn down a girl who it's, can suplex a rock. It's not that you can't turn down. It's that you don't turn down. <laughs> I'm wondering now if that's how Undyne got her job as captain of the Royal Guard. Ah! Like, she has grit. She has determination. She has all these amazing leadership qualities. And she can suplex a rock. And she can suplex... Oh, dude, that would be hilarious. Like, can you just see, you know, the the king and Undyne in the conference room? You know, like the room that they always take you in when they're doing the the interview. And it's yes. always, like, bare. There's, like, a table. It's almost an interrogation room. So you get in there and Undyne's listing off all her things. Like, well, I have determination and I will never quit. And I will make sure that you get these human souls. And the king's just sitting there like, oh, whatever. Like everybody has this on their resume, and eventually she realizes it's not. Yeah, it's not selling, and so she pulls out a rock and just like bam, suplex. And the king's like hired, hired. <laughs> You've got the job. Hmm. So what about you? Like Miss Undyne, can you think of any specific moments in your life? from start to finish and there and back again where you've had Yay. to show grit and show determination in the face of life, which would otherwise see you face down in the dirt. I, I appreciate the Hobbit reference. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so I have one. And, like, if I just sort of lay it out, I mean, it's it sounds, I realize from the outside it sounds stupid, but it was, like, a very kind of formative moment in my young life. Okay, so I had I had checked out a library book. And this library book was really important for some project that I was working on. And the project was like due in a couple of days, but the library book was overdue. Mm. And I, I did not want to take this book back. I was like, it's overdue. And like, you know, I talked to my mom about it. I'm like, it's like, it's overdue. And like, what if they take, and I, I didn't even really care about the fine or whatever that would happen at, at that moment, because I, I really needed this book for this project. And if I take it back, then they're just gonna, like they're gonna take the book away from me and I won't have it. And I won't have what I need to finish this project. And my mom was like, well, I mean, is it the right thing to do to take the book back? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> and like, like so it, I realize it just sounds kind of silly, but like, you know, my little 10 year old self, like it, I had to really like haul myself together, pull on my bootstraps or whatever and mm -hmm. be like, but it's the right thing to do. <laughs> so I, I did take the book back. And the librarian took pity on me. She's like, you know what, it's okay, we'll just renew it. And I was like, oh, like celebration, <laughs> huzzah, in the huzzah. streets. And um, yeah, so I realize it sounds like a very small thing, but in my little 10-year-old mind, that took a lot of determination. <laughs> <laughs> and oftentimes, the smallest things are the biggest things. Yeah. Like those little tiny things that kind of needle you at the back of your mind mm -hmm. end up being the biggest things. And so the things true. that you need the most grit and determination for. Yeah. Um, in my life, particularly, I find that it's a series of small things that I admittedly sometimes push into a corner and then they grow into big things. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of wish I had dealt with them when they were small things, you know? Yeah. Um, as as it tends to happen. Um, but I'm getting better about that. Mm -hmm. It is something that I work on and I struggle with a lot. Where It's like, no, this is little now. I'm going to smack it in the face while it's tiny and it's not a big problem. And then it won't snowball. Yeah, it does. It takes a lot of, because it's so easy to just push it into the corner and it does take a lot of like, 
effort and kind of training yourself and determination to be like, no, like, I'm going to take care of this now. I realize it's not big yet, but because it's not big yet, I'm going to take care of it. And yeah, that, that takes determination. It does. Uh, concerning specifically life in general for me, um, yeah. I have crippling student loan debt as so many of us do right now you know that's not a special that's not a thing that's special to me right that's a lot of us right now and I have the student loan debt and I have you know credit cards that are Mm -hmm. going crazy right now Mm -hmm. and right now they're kind of they're not tiny problems or they don't feel like tiny problems yeah but it's easy to go through the channels to take care of them Right. But it sometimes is so much easier to forget about them mm-hmm. and to just be like, I don't have any of these problems following me around. Ha ha. What, what's going on? I totally have my life together. Yes. I appear as though I have my life together. <laughs> right. Um, but I've been, I've been really trying to not hide mm-hmm. and not throw the blanket over my head or bury my head in the sand and to really, it's like, okay, what do I need to do to take care of this? Yeah. And it, you really have to find that grit and find that determination to be like, no, I'm going to handle it. Sometimes you just have to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Life is not always fair or easy or fun or, you know, easy to understand. Mm-hmm. But if you just kind of put your hair up in a bun, put some music on and handle it. Right. It can get better. Yeah, it's real rough on the front end, but it feels so much better just even in the middle of it because you know you're doing something about whatever the issue is. Yes. And I think by the very fact, like, it it seems kind of weird, but the small things do wind up being the most important or, like you said, the ones that are most impactful because it's like, say you have a splinter and you ignore that splinter and whatever, and then but it gets kind of infected and you're still ignoring that splinter. It, but it's like it's... It's a thing, you know, whatever the issue is, it's a thing that you're seeing every day and you're ignoring it every day and you don't realize how much it bothers you until it's not there. And I feel like that's such a common problem too, especially right now with the abundance of people that don't have health insurance. Mm -hmm. They cannot afford health insurance. It is so hard to factor that into a monthly budget. Yeah. It's like you're working 50 hours a week. And you're still not making enough to buy health insurance. Ugh. So your physical health goes to the wayside. Yeah. Instead of, you know, having a little bit of determination and being like, you know what? This costs money, but I can make payments. Yeah. I can get over this hurdle and it will be worth it in the end because my physical well-being is fixed. Yeah. Like it won't be affected because of this thing that I'm choosing to ignore. Yeah. Like you said, it's very important to have determination about the little things yes. so that it doesn't grow into one of the big things and it and it it is it's like it's so tough you're like oh i really don't want to go to the dentist and spend seven hundred dollars to get that fixed but i mean if i do it now if i haul up my socks and if i pull (laughs) it if i pull an undine and have determination and get this taken care of it'll be better yes and you'll be able to enjoy the benefits of not being in pain or no. not being inconvenienced or, you know, whatever it may be that's affecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's something to be said for just doing it. Yeah. It's like the Nike swoosh. <laughs> Same swoosh. thing. Undyne. Just do it. Handle nice. it. <laughs> Love it. Suplex that rock. Suplex that rock. You go ahead and suplex as many rocks as you need to to get over this hurdle. 
I'm going to need that to be a quote now, like, because you were saying you like quotes. I also like quotes. I'm going to have to just put that up somewhere. Suplex that rock. Suplex that rock. That'd make an awesome wall quote. <laughs> we need that to be a t-shirt, Joseph. Suplex that rock. Oh my gosh. Let's make that a t-shirt. That would be amazing. <laughs> you suplex that rock. Mm-hmm. Just like Undyne, just like Monster Kid. When life throws you into the dirt and you fall down seven times, always stand up eight. Yeah. Stay determined.